Hello and welcome to the Nursery and Preschool Chat Room podcast. Join the Twinkle team as we talk about life as a preschool and nursery practitioner. We'll share our honest thoughts and experiences on a range of topics that affect early years practitioners every day in their settings. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Nursery and Preschool Chat Room. I'm Katie. And I'm Charlotte. And I'm Fliss. And today we're going very much for a light-hearted vibe and we're going to play everyone's favourite drinking game, but I've got a Fanta in my hand. <laughs> it's I Have Never. So I'll start off first. I have never... Why do you say it like that? Is it Never it's Have Never I... Have I Ever. I have never played it in Never <laughs> Have I Ever. You're saying it wrong. <laughs> do you actually say it? Never, never Have I Ever. That's a self-divide, don't we? <laughs> from you guys not from never, me never never have I ever. or you could really reduce your work <laughs> down and just say oh, I think never. people will know what we are saying yeah I do never have I ever got excited about a delivery of paper towels or wet wipes oh yeah so, I have I think every practitioner have has they? yeah have they have you not <laughs> I used to hate sorting it out <laughs> oh no I used to be stalking delivery driver me outside like, front window like always come in what paper towels <laughs> gonna lose depends yeah. if you're an organisational person if you're the one that has to put it away and you quite enjoy organising it all or if you're the one that's like oh gosh let's just shove that to the side that was me I was like mm. I'll just get rid of it someone else do it uh, I delegated in that then I was like excited to see what size gloves came like for the nappy room Oh, I need the. I need that. It's like gold dust, paper towels, because when they run out, the children are just be like wiping it like everywhere <laughs> on you, and it's like, oh god. How you know you've worked in early years too, yeah. guys? Never have I ever called in sick when I'm not sick. I have done that one. I can't remember why though. I don't know if it's maybe it was just like a bit of a bad mental health day. Mm. I, I think that's valid if it's a mental health. Day. Yeah, I also think maybe never at nursery, of course, but at other jobs maybe because I've been a little bit hungover. Mm. That's that's, that is a sickness. Yeah. I feel like with a nursery job, I feel like you feel like you've got a power through because you've got to get colds all the time. So I remember when I first started in the nursery and I had like a really bad like sinusitis or something. I caught like a really bad cold and I had it for like two weeks and I was like, I can't phone in sick. They're going to be out of ratio. And I was really like hung up and it was like my first like impressions, like my first like two months there. So I can't do it. And then now I look back and I'm like, you were so ill. Why did you go in? But that's something that happens a lot in early years is you're kind of guilt tripped yeah. into not being allowed to be sick because so much relies on these ratios. But actually all it does yeah. is... Makes you more ill. Yeah, because you're not giving yourself the chance to recover. That's actually quite sad to think about. Isn't it? And I'm sure yeah. you all had the phone call when you've called in sick and the person near the other end hasn't been like, oh, I hope you're okay. They're like, this is really inconvenient for me, mm. you being sick right now. I mean, I worked at my nose seven years and I had two sick days Did in you? seven years. Impressive. Because Did you not catch a stomach bug? T- touch wood. Same. The only kind of illnesses I got was like colds head flu like headaches and then I suffer from gastritis so it was like my acid reflux sometimes but I would crawl to work like I was a dedicated worker I want to be um, clear like I wasn't just like skiving I had quite I had a very good attendance record but I think a lot of it was because I was opening up or I was doing something where I really thought if I don't get there what's gonna happen yeah. so like you said the guilt is there I mean there's probably a few days when I could have rung in sick but then it's like you get questioned as well like What's wrong with you? Can you tell me your symptoms? Are you sure you can't come in? Can you come in at 12pm? 
<laughs> and then we'd have to ring the head office and leave a voicemail to say why we hadn't come to work. Oh. So it was like a bit of an intimidating thing to do. So mm. a lot of people would just kind of power through because they couldn't be bothered mm. to go through the whole stage of like ringing in. See, I got COVID when I was at work and I had to get sent home. <laughs> I had to test every day and I tested in the morning and it was fine then I went on my lunch break and with some friends I'd been out with on the weekend they sent me a message to say like they were positive so I went and got another test and did it and like I was like oh it's fine went and had my lunch and I thought yeah I'll just check on that again went in my bag rooted it out and it had two lines and I was like I need to go home <laughs> I've got Covid and then I was off for two weeks I mean I didn't feel ill or anything I was just like well that's kind of jammy Never have I ever phoned the wrong parent and hung up awkwardly. We all know that Fliss has done this. Well, I thought I was ringing the right parent and I double checked the number after and it was the right number but I rang and someone completely different answered and different name and then I tried to check with the parent that evening and they were like, no, I don't know that person and I checked the number and the number was the same. So I don't really know what went off there. <laughs> Some dodgy we just, business. You know, we just jumped to conclusions but... Mum's secret boyfriend. I just, yeah. <laughs> I was the worst on the phone. I used to get so flustered on what to say. wasn't good. I remember why one day we had to shut because like there was no water, mm -hmm. like in the middle of the day. And I got given a list of the parents to ring who were like of the children who were meant to come in in the afternoon. And I was like stood in like the laundry room trying to ring them and then like waiting for like someone to answer and then like leaving voicemails. And I was oh my god, I bet I've just said something completely yeah, it's, wrong. It's awkward on all the voicemail. You can't re-record it. No. More so when the numbers just got like messed up like or was under the wrong name just sometimes on the like computer system we had it would just like randomly just move the numbers or mm -hmm. swap them round so I'd like want to ring the mum and I'd end up ringing the dad that's still quite awkward though and sometimes before they'd, they'd spoken I'd be like oh is that Deborah and they'd be like no it's Mark or something <laughs> and I'd be like oh okay but I once got asked to ring parents to tell them that there was a fee increase Oh, oh no. Charlotte, you're the one for this job. No, I was that's like, like, that's the manager's. And she was like, yeah, but you can handle abuse. <laughs> that's what we're trying to say. So she gave me a list and she was like, all oh, these parents are fee increased. Please all go these to people are going to hate you. So, uh, Did you do it? Yeah. Oh. I didn't have a choice. Was it good vibes? Some were good. Some were, some were understanding, but then some was like, can I please speak to the manager? And I was like, well, I should be speaking to her anyway, but... <laughs> Never have I ever left the crafts or mark making stuff in the sink overnight. And I have done that and people were not pleased with me. I don't regret my actions. <laughs> <laughs> if it's going to save you a good half an hour trying to scrub all that out, exactly. then you go for it. It's mm. 10 to 6 and you want me to spend yeah. 20 minutes scrubbing this? No, I'll just leave it to soak and do it tomorrow morning, thank you. It was more like a forgetful thing. You go and leave it to soak and then it comes to actually at the end of the day like, oh, I've not done it. Like, our old housekeeper used to have a really bad thing about sand going down the sink because of like the pipes it gets caught and then it, drop, it oh, blocks it never thought about it like you know because like the pipes are like curved yeah, makes and stuff sense. like that so like if you've ever like mopped or used sand you have to rinse it outside and i remember like it's one of them someone's blocked this thing and she's coming around every room who's had sand who's had well we've all had sand <laughs> and i remember like one time we had like no sand or something and only our room had like the tiniest bit in it so like we got the blame but i was like no there must be some left in the bottom of the mop bucket because i would have never never put it down the sink i feel like so far in this episode i am coming across as someone who does things deliberately deliberately causes it deliberately yeah. doesn't do the cleaning like right now 
now I'm coming across that practitioner that everyone hates. And Doesn't really... call it never have yeah. ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I used to leave quite a lot of stuff in the sink and put some over the top so no one could see it. <laughs> <laughs> or I'd like kick things under, under the table so they couldn't see it. But yeah, I think at the end of the day when you're tired, you don't want to... It's too much. Never have I ever embarrassed myself in front of a parent. Smile, like... Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> She's looking very reckless. All the time. I've tripped in front of parents. Put it all to the back of my mind, you see. The bad yeah. the bad memories. I can't think of a time where I've done anything particularly embarrassing that I don't think. Mm, neither. I used to get embarrassed when you'd go out and you'd see a parent, not necessarily on a night out, but you'd just be walking and you'd see them and I would hate that so much. Mm. I hate bumping into people, especially people that you're not actually friends with, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there is a professional capacity that you know the mm. So you'd be walking up. I might be in a dress. Or a mini skirt because I'm going on the night mm. out, and then blah blah's dad walks past, and I'm like, Your skirt's very short today, actually, Katie. Yeah. I used to hate that, I used to get really embarrassed about that, but that's it. I found it really awkward since I've like gone back into my nursery and like seen parents that I used to like talk to and like parents of my key children. Like, I was walking down the other day, and one of the parents was stood at the bus stop, and I was walking down like smiling, and he just looked straight through me. I once locked myself out of nursery and I had to climb through a little window and this parent like came into the like front bit as I'm like mid like climbing through the window window. and he's like what are you doing and I'm like I've locked myself out (laughs) like really unprofessional and then I set the fire alarm off not the like the alarm to get in he was like do you need some help and I was like no I'm like it was like like, bright red in the face I'm like how embarrassing is this like I'm supposed to look after his child and I can't even get into nursery I'm burgling my own workplace to get in. For this week's practitioner problems we've got a question about staff breaks and it's how can you cover staff breaks? This is a tricky one because the ideal solution is that your nursery is making enough money that they can bring in staff to cover your lunch mm-hmm. break, you stay in ratio and you don't have to have a second thought about it. And there are benefits to that if it's something that you can put in place because you have the same staff still working with the children and they'll get to know the routines mm-hmm. and more about the children. But the reality is that is very expensive and it's probably not going to be happening mm-hmm. and it is a struggle. What did your guys do. Well, we didn't get breaks, like little mini breaks. We got like a lunch break, so that was, and that's all we got. We didn't get like a little ten minute one in the morning, ten minute one in the afternoon. We just got a lunch break. So it usually just went off who started their shift first. So if you were the first person to start, you'd gone first dinner. Really? Yeah. Oh. But what happened to everyone else? They just had to cope. Yeah. Well, there were three people in preschool. So when I went on, say I was on first dinner, I'd go on dinner and just them two would do dinners. Without so you me. wouldn't have a lunch cover? No. No, no, no so rooms what? did. We just, one person just went. Did you find that you were having to come out of your break quite often then? Yeah, that's just how it was. Like we always had an interrupted sort of dinner break. I mean, some people went out of nursery on their dinner break. So that was mm. even harder because there was like no one to call on. So we did have to like get the manager to come in sometimes. It wasn't so much my room than like, the toddlers and babies because they were trying to put them to sleep it's a stressful babies time, would w- babies would wake up while the others were still asleep mm-hmm. or the toddlers would be messing about because they didn't want to go to sleep and then you've got to tidy all the tables away all the food up off it's the floor mm-hmm. so there was always just two say in all three rooms there was just two staff when one person went on dinner and then I'd come back next person would go they'd come back the last person would go they'd be on last dinner and we had 45 minutes so is that about two and a half hours altogether? Probably. So there'd be two people for two and a half hours. Out of ratio? Uh, well, most of the time, yeah. So technically ratios are in the building, not in the room. So you're yeah. not yeah. technically. Well, my manager used to say she was technically in the building, so she was available if we needed her. But, but we just yeah. got on with it. At my setting, I feel like kind of fortunate, like especially when I started before like the staff issues and stuff. 
every room had their own lunch cover member of staff that used to come in every day, 10 till, um, 11 till yeah. 2, yeah. And, and come and do that shift. How we did it in terms of who went on the breaks when, whoever was on nappies went first um, at half 11, and then based on however many are down on beds and asleep, then the next person would go, and then the next worst than a half 11. And I'll be sitting there yeah. like, I'm working till 4. You think yeah. I'm not going to be hungry at 2? I think that's why it was all right, because we got a varied mix yeah. like I'd have, you'd have a half, half eleven lunch like mm-hmm. once a week and then whoever was doing lunches and cleaning up after lunches they'd go last um, I used to like going on first dinner though because no. I didn't have to deal with anything came back it was all done I enjoyed the lunch time where I didn't have to clean up I didn't like, know, the like, spaghetti or the rice yeah like if I came back and they tidied everything up mm-hmm. so I didn't really have to. so like we said you've got the option and in Fliss's setting before like if you can have an extra member of staff to come in that's great one of the settings I worked at they had staggered shift so it was always covered because you'd have people starting so there was always the same like or five of us through in the room throughout the week but like some days I might do eight six other days I did 12 till four I might do 11 mm. till three where it was all time with the ratios and I'd never seen it I still don't know how they made it work yeah. but it did work that sounds like very logistical yeah. as a practitioner the best working hours I've ever had in my life as yeah. a nursery nurse because I only did two full days and the rest were like part days or short days but it worked and it was covered but kind of a logistical nightmare and then slightly on the controversial side Ofsted did recently publish a blog about how to accommodate this and the Ofsted solution is to kind of make use of sleep times and they're very much pushing this idea that ratios are for the building not for the room so if you're out of ratio air quotes for that time for lunch at that time to cover lunch breaks they see that as something that they're saying in that blog is acceptable Mm -hmm. but you know what it's like with Ofsted it varies from inspector to inspector so that's something to keep in mind as well but again in a baby room there's a little bit more flexibility but there's always the risk that you're going to be pulled out if you don't actually just have a full member of staff we've actually got a blog on twinkle about this it's an early years faq and it just talks about different methods that you can use to cover staff breaks or staff lunches we'll make sure to include that in the description of the episode but that's it for this week. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Nursery and Preschool Chat Room. As always, you can find us on a multitude of social medias, including Facebook, Facebook groups, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, YouTube. If there's a social media platform, we're probably on it. But in the meantime, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.